fools will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Okay, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Pastor Eli James here, and uh, let me uh, make sure. Uh, David Gehari, are you with us? Can you hear I'm me? I'm not. Okay, I'm not yeah. here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, yeah, because your message said you weren't able to hear the music, but before we went on the air, you were able to hear the music. So that's really strange. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so uh, the the good news is we're live. We're on the air, and we're going to today talk about the Uvalde, Texas shooting, and the ramifications of it for our society, and. Uh, I would say basically it's not good for gun owners and white people and uh, constitutionalists, etc. But first, before we get into that, uh, how are you doing, Dave? Because uh, uh, yeah, I, I assume you're recovering well from the bout of whatever it was you had, COVID or whatever. And whatever, uh, right. you, you sound really good. Thanks, man. I sound better than you. Yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, which is a rarity. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm doing great. And, you know, it was uh-huh. a tough road, but I'm almost off the oxygen completely. Oh, not okay. not not entirely, but I go with, you know, I can go long stretches without it. OK. And of course, if I still uh, I still need it, if I. Uh, you know, strain myself and strain myself means literally like walking around. Oh boy. So, okay. It requires still, um, you know, oxygen and, uh-huh. um, but re- compared to what it was like before, uh, there's no comparison. So yeah. So I, I was so, in bad shape. Uh, yeah. Right. And, uh, yeah, we were praying for you, man. <laughs> I we know. Pray- Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, so you won't be entering a greased pig catching contest anytime soon. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's not happening. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, but yeah, everything's good with me. I, you know, I definitely can't complain. Uh-huh. Um, you know, relative to, uh, you know, what other people are going through uh, in their lives. Right. Um, you know, I had a had a bout, like you said, of whatever it was, but it uh, it turned out positively. It wasn't supposed to. Uh-huh. I wasn't supposed to live. And any anybody who saw me in the hospital, they were shocked right. that I did live. Okay. And, okay. Uh, it brought many of them to tears. Uh, because uh, they saw what I was like, in, uh, for example, in ICU, uh-huh. and then they saw me afterwards and how I was coming along and improving. Yeah, and to them it was just it was a shock. 
Yeah. So, so somebody uh, came along and gave you a shot of vitamins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> while yeah, you were no, there? they didn't do that. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. They gave me remdesivir. And, oh, my goodness. You yeah. survived remdesivir. Yeah, that, I did. That is a miracle. And I'm still alive. Yeah. Uh, which uh, a lot of people are shocked by. Yeah, because that's uh, Fauci. Fauci used remdesivir yes. to kill all those people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, you know that that Fauci is just such a scum. Oh. Uh, yeah. It, uh, I mean, even looking at the guy's face. <laughs> yeah, right. He's on, got, he online. Gets, it's just it's just filthy. He's got that snake face, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, what is uh, what that British guy? Uh, who talks about uh, the Nephilim, or uh, you know, he he's actually started calling them Jews. He's actually you know, going public and said, "Yeah, it's the Jews, folks." <laughs> who, who's this now? Oh, uh, David Ike. Oh, Ike, yeah, yeah. yeah I, 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 I never him. listened to him, but I I okay. know who he is. Yeah, so for years he would talk about reptilians, right? And yes, then, you know, right, people would say that write to him, say, "Come on, David." You know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Tell the yeah, truth. Yeah. yeah, reptilian. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's Roth, a, Rothschild Zionist. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the Jews, stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and so exactly. he, he finally caved in, you know, and he's, uh, I, oh, sorry if I make you laugh. I know the old saying, it only no, hurts no. when I laugh. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, I, right. I just, I, I'm still like coughing a little bit. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, I, but like I said, I'm good, man. I good. Mean, Outstanding. All right, so yeah. uh, why, why don't you give us a report about Money Tree Publishing, how that's going. And, uh, yeah. you know, again, you can uh, run by, you know, some of the books you publish uh, so people can, uh, you, know, t- uh, you know, take advantage. Over to you. Sure, 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 yeah. So uh, Money Tree Publishing is one of our imprints. And uh, it's it's our most popular one. Okay. Um, there are three um, companies associated with, uh, you know, the main company, and Money Tree Publishing is one of them. And there's Moon Rock Books Publishing, and there is uh, uh, Turning the Tide Publishing. So Money Tree Publishing is, has kind of like the uh, – the more hardcore stuff, uh-huh. uh, in the sense of uh, talking about you know a lot of the stuff talks about Jews, right. which you know is obviously an important thing to talk about, um, and uh, a lot of people, um, a lot, yeah, a good number of people, uh, you know, are surprised that there's somebody out there. Uh, you know, offering yeah. these type of things, uh, which is pretty cool. You know that uh, yeah, that absolutely. they think that you know, geez, I'm surprised <laughs> it's allowed, right? Um, right. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's I don't know. It's not uh, to me anyway. It's not anything that you know should be such a shock, right? Uh, yeah, that, that is actually allowed. Right. I mean, this is America, yeah, because, damn it. It's free speech, right? right? Yeah, don't right. you believe I in mean, free speech? You're supposed to be able but, to do that stuff, what, right? But so. you're criticizing God's chosen people, don't you know? 
Yes, exactly. Right. And I don't have to tell you. How dare you? Uh, yeah. You know, you're painfully aware of yes. all of this stuff. Very painfully. Uh, you know, right. much more than your average person. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's it's a shame that, you know, we're at this point. Yeah, that we're at. it is. A sh- it's a horrible shame. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's horrible. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. but, but you know, it's actually predicted in the Bible. But I won't get into that. Into that, we're probably just going to just deal with politics as we understand it today, and the corruption of our yes. government and mass media, etc. But, and, uh, but you also uh, you have been publishing Andrew Andrew's book, uh, the Synagogue of Satan. You're still yes, yes. So that. yeah, okay. if somebody goes to MoneyTreePublishing.com, they'll see. Uh, and, and new stuff too. Okay. Um, you know, it's, uh, and I'm going to go there right now. Okay. And if you go to the shop tab, uh, it's, it's getting, you know, pretty filled up with stuff. Good. Uh, Andy's books, Synagogue of Satan and In the Name of Yahweh. Uh huh. Um, and, um, Felton's books, Host of the Parasite and Exploding <laughs> Middle East Myths. Uh-huh. Tom Goodrich's book, Hellstorm, along with the audiobook by Paul English. And uh-huh. uh, the movie, the DVD of Hellstorm, the rendition of the book by Kyle Hunt oh, and his wow. wife. Okay. Um, and then if we move along, we'll notice that uh, there are... Dennis, Dennis Wise's movies, Adolf Hitler, The Greatest Story Never Told, which was the first one we introduced. Uh-huh. And then Communism, our New World Order Communism by the Back Door. Okay. And we just introduced his third and final in what he calls the Trilogy of Truth. Okay. And that's the secret Masonic victory of World War II. Uh-huh. And before that, we introduced... And you're familiar with this, Henry Ford's The International Jew, which is Andy and two other fellows uh, talking about the series, The International Jew. And that is 12 hours long. The audiobook of Hellstorm is 14 hours long. And those are digital products, so they get delivered via email. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. We also just started carrying a book from 1896, which is banned by our good friends at Amazon, uh-huh. uh, called Might is Right. Ooh. And um, it is, uh, you know, a well-known uh, book uh, for those in, in our arena, as uh-huh. I like to call it. Uh, so Money Tree Publishing is... Is growing. Good. Uh, there's more stuff that's coming along that's going to be up, up on the website. And uh, there's another book called Exposing the Lies of History, um, which is a really good book. Okay. Um, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the enemy and all the problems associated with the enemy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and there's um, there's another book book that's coming out called uh, The Truth About Being White in America. Uh-huh. It's not um, good, is it? <laughs> it's not good. No. no, not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? It's it's 
it's pretty amazing. And I've said this a bunch of times uh, because I think it needs to be brought up. And that is that um, we're talking about this now, but there have been many, many others who have been doing what we're doing right. way before we started doing it. And one, one fella in particular, which I was really, um, you know, shocked uh, to see what he said. Uh, let me just bring this up. Okay. Uh, because this is pretty amazing. Um, be, and, and, and the reason is, is because, you know, we are in right now, um, 2022, and this particular fella was talking about what he was talking about in the 40s and 50s. Right. So, uh, Englishman, when you think you about to? it, you know, of course, he would never be able to say these things now uh, because he'd be immediately shut down sure. by everyone, basically, because nobody has guts anymore and nobody really cares about freedom of speech. And when I say nobody, I mean, yeah, average uh, person. You know, probably, yeah. it's probably, uh, you know, almost everybody uh, who... Uh, who doesn't care. Right. Uh, and this fella's name, uh, and he was a, a congressman, I believe. This fella's name was John uh, Rankin. Rankin, okay. Yeah, have you heard of him? I've heard of him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let me just look him up. Okay. Um, and because I thought I had it up here, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, John Rankin uh was a uh, U.S. representative from Mississippi. Okay. And he was born in 1882, and he died the year that I was born, uh, which was 1960. Okay. So he died in November of 1960. Um, he was a Democrat. Of course, they were different back then. That's right. He's yeah. a Democrat from Mississippi. He served 16 terms in the in the House, the U.S. House, from 1921 to 53. He was a co-author of the bill for the Tennessee Valley Authority. Oh, wow. From 33 to 36, he supported New Deal programs of FDR, which brought investment and jobs to the South. Right. He proposed a bill to prohibit interracial marriage and opposed the bill to prohibit state use of the poll tax. Okay. Um, so he was of his era. Right. Okay? Uh, it says here on Ziopedia, which is Wikipedia, on the floor of the House, Rankin expressed racist views of African-Americans, Japanese-Americans, and Jews, <laughs> accusing Albert Einstein of being a communist agitator, which, of course, he was because he was That's a right. Jew. He was. Uh, they yep. just can't control themselves. Like that dirtbag <laughs> who's the yes. manager of this San Francisco, I guess, baseball team. Oh, right. Uh, which I guess we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, this guy, um, 
Mr. Rankin says here he was anti-Semitic and frequently combined racism against African-Americans with invective against American Jews on uh, or in a 1943 speech on the floor of the House quoted in both the Jewish News of Detroit and the anti-Semitic <laughs> magazine, The Defender of Wichita. He said, when those communistic Jews of whom the decent Jews are ashamed, <laughs> go around here and hug and kiss these Negroes, dance with them, intermarry with them, and try to force their way into white restaurants, white hotels, and white picture shows. They are not deceiving any red-blooded American, and above all, they are not deceiving the men in our armed forces as to who is at the bottom of all this race trouble. Right. The better element of the Jews, the especially and especially the old line, American Jews throughout the South and West are not only ashamed of, but they are alarmed at the activities of these communistic Jews who are stirring this trouble up. Uh-huh. They have okay. caused the deaths of many good Negroes who never would have gotten into trouble if they had been left alone. Right. As well as deaths of many good white people including many innocent, unprotected white girls who have been raped and murdered by vicious Negroes who have been encouraged by those alien-minded communists uh-huh. to commit such crimes. Right. So yeah. if we listen to that, which we just did, you know, there are a lot of elements uh, of some of the things that we talk about sure. here. Yeah, yeah. Today, 2022, and that was 1943. Yeah. So that was almost 80 years ago. Right. And, almost. You know, they, <laughs> almost. They uh-huh. knew what the problem was. We know what the problem is. That's right. But we're not making much ground. No, we in haven't fact, in the last 80 years. What's that? We, haven't, we haven't made much ground in the last 80 years, but uh, no. I'm hoping that's about to change. Yes, yes, we're going to make it change. Yes. But, but to to look at this and to hear it, you know, from 80 years ago, he's saying this on the floor of the house. Right. So yes. forget about it. You can't say anything on any floor right. in any public institution that's anything but glowing about a Jew right. in Israel. Uh-huh. So we've actually... Oh, digressed. You could say we lost a lot of ground. Yeah. Devolved. <laughs> the yes. planet is devolving. It's no longer evolving. It's devolving, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, now, okay. You know, we've got a lot to do. We, yeah. oh, we have man. to fight. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, uh, right now, for the most part, all we can do is just continue to wake people up you know, to the real nature of the problem. Uh, but yes. uh, but uh, there's so much to tell and the Jews still control the vast majority of the flow of information. However, that is beginning to change as more and more websites and uh, let's call them independent journalists with their own, you know, they're getting kicked off of YouTube and Twitter and Facebook left and right, but they keep coming back on other platforms and keep on you know, telling the truth about you-know-who. And uh, the, the Jews are having great difficulty controlling this, okay? 
And yes. uh, yeah, and uh, as with regards to you know the the gun grabbing question, if uh, uh, let me put it this way, the last time I went to an Illinois gun owners or the IRA Illinois uh, Rifle Association, uh, it was a very good meeting. I mean, there were so many good people there. However, they had uh, on the podium, they had a black person. They were falling over themselves to try to convince the world that they're not racist. Yeah. So, so they were sponsoring this black guy. And uh, I don't know if there's any black people who are really defending the Constitution anywhere, except except maybe this one guy, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they found a black guy who's willing to talk about the Constitution. But if you go to Chicago, you won't find any. Okay, so that was a token black <laughs> on the podium yeah, of there. Course. Yeah, and uh, the, but the, the the gun rights movement in Illinois is actually very strong. It's a, a very strong all over America, and uh, I don't think the uh, gun owners of America are going to give up their guns. They're trying to make us give up our guns with all of these false flag shootings. Okay. But uh, the, the the interesting thing about uh, John Rankin was he, you say he died in 1960. He must have lived through that era where Dwight D. Eisenhower and Earl, uh, oh, what's his name now? That Jewish Supreme Court Justice, Warren. Yes. Earl Jew, he was actually a rabbi. He was an ordained rabbi from uh, the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York. And he's the one who instigated uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower to send federal troops to Mississippi and Alabama and I think also Louisiana to, at gunpoint, at bayonet point, integrate the schools. Okay? Uh, is that constitutional? Yeah. <laughs> no. <that>, okay. <laughs> right? So John Rankin must have lived through all of that. And you say he was from Mississippi? Yeah, Mississippi. Okay. So yep. Mississippi had to be terribly adversely affected by that. So I'm wondering if there's got to be something on record about him objecting to that. Uh, you know, I'll see if I can find something on that. Because uh, he, if he was willing to speak out about the Jewish question in the 1940s, he would have certainly spoken out about it. In, I think it was 1953 or 54. Yeah, yeah, he did. That, that was another okay. uh, speech he gave. Okay. He was a he. I think this was in '52. He he claimed the Immigration and Nationality Act was opposed solely by American Jews. So he did he did get up and, and talk about that, and he said some some great stuff. I'm going to send you this okay link there about Rankin. All right, but good. I didn't know that about Earl Warren. I yeah yeah. He was a top communist. He, he called the uh, the communist. What do they call him? The the, the red, the red uh, Supreme Court justice. <laughs> That's how they refer to him. And of course, since Eisenhower was also a kike, Ike the kike is what most people called him in those days. Uh, the two were blood brothers, mm -hmm. right? And they joined together against America when they did that. And of course, all of this stuff is uh, swept into the memory hole. Yes. The average American has no idea that this was going on or had gone on. You know, what, what, okay, now this is 70 years ago, <laughs> right? Uh, the modern uh, generation of kids don't even know that communism still exists, or if they do, if they're promoting it. Well, that's right. right. Yeah. 
under another name. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the state of affairs. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're oh. right, Eli. Yeah. Uh, things are changing, and that's why they're panicking. Right. That's why they're trying to pass hate laws, hate speech laws, and they're not going to be able to do it. And no. I don't think they're going to be able to do anything about the guns. I think that uh, this whole gun thing is uh, it's unfortunate, of course, um, that there are so many people out there who uh, don't they don't blame spoons for causing obesity, you know, or. <laughs> Yeah. You know, whatever other analogy you want to use. Right. Um, yeah. You know, cars. Yeah, cars for, for killing people. You know, exactly. <laughs> right. And cars. Yeah, let's um, yeah. I, I just don't see any restrictions happening. There are just too many, already too many gun laws on the books. And, of course, it would only hinder, you know, law-abiding citizens because criminals right. will always find a way to, That's right. you know, get a gun. Just like they find a way to get illegal drugs and yeah. anything else they do. So yeah, and even if they can't get a I, gun, I they can get a knife or, or a, a chainsaw or what have you, right? Right. And wreak just as much havoc, you know, a, a guy with a, a big old knife or a machete, you know, like like those uh, Mexican gangbangers coming across the border with machetes, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly, and yeah. and really, if you you know, and, and, and I don't expect the majority of folks to understand what we're talking about, but because they get involved emotionally, because the Jews media, that's their job right. um, to, you know, emotionalize these things and uh, weaponize them. But if you look at the sheer number of uh, violent crimes committed by just blacks. Right. You know, I wouldn't want to be black because I would probably be the kind of black who would, you know, go around and, you know, spend the majority of my life apologizing to white people uh, <laughs> because of all of the savage blacks right. that are doing what they do and have always done. Right. But they're just doing it in much greater numbers now and frequency. Yeah, yeah because uh, the welfare state know, promotes it. This yeah. has always been a problem here in this country uh, where the the vast majority of violent crimes are committed by such a small percentage of the population, and that's blacks. That's right. So that's why now, yeah. uh, you know, you can read an article and say that, uh, you know, someone was uh, randomly shot an unprovoked attack on a New York City subway. Uh, the suspect is being sought. He's a dark-skinned male. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you know, they won't oh, say Jew. black. <laughs> right, they won't say right. black. They won't say black. Yeah. And, you know, this policy that that is in place where, you know, they will not say black has actually been in place. It started, in, and so many people... Uh, we're going to be shocked to hear this, but it's it started in 1946. Oh wow! Uh, with the New York Times, uh-huh. you know, they set the tone. They decided the Jews who controlled that paper, and still control the paper, they decided that they were not going to put race in crime articles anymore. Right. Yeah. And the reason is because they're almost all black. Right. And, yeah. You know, so if you compare the innocent whites who are constantly accosted violently 
and murdered and injured and wounded and disabled by savage Negroes right. in this country. And then you look at an occasional mass shooting. Yes. There's no comparison. That's right. Focus on the Negroes. Focus right. on the savage Negroes. Like I said, if I was a black or Negro, whatever you want to call them, I would be apologizing constantly to white people and everyone else for these savages that are in my race. Right. And so, Actually, you know what? We're not all like that. Right. Actually, Look there at are me. a few. I'm not doing anything. Right. I've never violated yeah. anyone, and I've never committed a crime. And I'm black. Yeah. We're there not are all like that. Yeah, Although it seems like we are <laughs> sure, all like yeah. that. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Candace Owen is one of those yeah. black people who t- speaks the truth about the situation. Right. And she put out an excellent video about slavery. She didn't mention the Jews, but she, she made a, a strong point to say that o- the only countries on the face of the earth that ever abolished slavery are white countries. All the other non-white countries still have slavery ongoing. Right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Even who was the black, uh, the, the black guy who played the tennis player with uh, Robert Culp way back? Uh, it was a spy, spy versus spy on spy or something. It's it actually a pretty good spy series. But they were yeah, two, yeah. they were posing as uh, tennis players going on the circuit, but they were actually spies, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and he, that actor whose name I can't think of, uh, oh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, because cause oh, he's okay. been, yeah, because he's mainly a comedian, and uh, that was a straight role that he played. Okay, pretty much straight, uh, along, with, right. along with Robert Culp. It was actually a very good series. Anyway, uh, it was. Yeah, uh, he he's been going around saying, "Don't blame Whitey. All you black people, take care of your own problems. <laughs> Clean up your own backyard." Right. But that's not. You see, the the the, the problem, the whole problem problem with that is, it's the Jew. Right. The Jew will not allow that narrative. To, happen. to yeah. get any ground, to gain any yeah. traction. That's right. The only yeah. narrative the Jew allows is the narrative that hurts the white race. That's right. That's right. So as 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 soon as you know, a critical mass of people understand the poison that is spewed by the Jews media, and it's primarily because of the Jews media, right? Because they have a lock on it, and they they set the narrative. As soon as they realize it and they say, you know what? Enough is enough. Yeah. I'm done. It's pretty clear to me. Then we're, we're going to be in good shape. Yeah. I just hope that you and I are around yeah. to witness that. Oh, yeah. No, I want to be around to witness that, right? The great awakening. <laughs> yeah. The great awakening of the white race to the Jewish question. You know, though, of course, mm-hmm. there was a time when all whites uh, worldwide, especially Christian whites, we're aware of the Jewish question. That was before 1900, you know, when the Jews were considered anathema and they were living in ghettos yeah. and uh, Christians understood what the Jews were, at least to some extent, right? They, they knew they were Christ killers. They, they knew they were, uh, you know, crooked businessmen. They knew they were mm-hmm. usurers. That was common knowledge among Christians. Correct. Yeah, until the Zionist movement came along and hired uh, Cyrus Schofield, who uh, to write the Schofield Reference Bible, which started portraying the Jews as Israel, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so that was a, a, a Hasha a brainstorm on the part of the international Jew 
and they gradually modified Christian thinking on the Jewish question for the last, yeah. now we're, we're talking 120 years, okay? So, you know, see, we're, we're digging deep into history here. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, your your listeners of your show are, you know, very fortunate to have someone like you who can tie that in, uh, you know, what we're talking about here, tie it into, you know, the, the actual yeah. reasons for why it is that way. That's very important. Yes. You know, I'm not history. familiar uh, with that. Uh, and, and to the degree that you are, and I appreciate your knowledge about this, and um, I, I always have tons of respect, respect for people like you who have this knowledge about this stuff, um, because this is what's going to, you know, finally get us that critical mass. Yes, Amen. Thank you. And uh, we need more people like you and me, <laughs> right? And I well, think, I don't know about me, but I yeah. I well, do I know mean, about a, you. a healthy you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a healthy you. Yeah, right. You mean, Amen. Right, right. Now I've just got congestion problems, which I I, I think I have the solution. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on that. But uh, here is something uh, I, because we talked about this before the start of the show before we actually get into the Uvalde situation, which is, uh, it's a terrible thing, absolutely terrible thing. It looks like most of the victims were uh, Latinos, and it looks like the perpetrator was a Latino. Uh, my initial impression is this may not be a staged event. However, you, know, you, can, you can control these events in two ways. You can stage them. Or, or number two, once they begin happening, you can make sure that gun owners of America are blamed for the event, right, in any case, which is kind of what I think is going on here. But before we went on, we were talking about the fact that doctors kill more people than guns, okay? Yeah. So uh, here's a website, uh, protectingpatientrights.com forward slash doctors kill people. Uh, year preventable deaths, car accidents, guns. So it compares the, the main avenues for, you know, let's say accidental death or not death by, uh, you know, old age, things like that. Okay. Doctors kill more people each year in preventable deaths than car accidents and guns combined. Okay. Tort reform creates interesting issues. Drunk drivers, drug drivers, cell phones, and distracted driving, speeding. All of these factors, while bad, only account for about 37,000 fatalities in the United States each year. What about guns, school shootings, terrorism? That is about 33,000 a year, which is a disgusting number by itself. However, the vast majority of these shootings okay, uh, do not involve handguns, and the vast majority of shootings that do involve handguns are usually crimes of passion or stick-ups, Right? Okay, not not by uh, honorable gun owners, <laughs> right? Okay, but they're trying to take guns away from the honorable law-abiding citizen. Okay, but preventable medical errors causing deaths, almost seven times as many deaths, approximately 250,000 confirmed fatalities due to preventable medical errors, and some researchers believe that number could be closer to 440,000. 
440,000 deaths each year could be caused by medical malpractice. And that's not even counting COVID, Dave. Okay? Yeah, but you see, the, <clears throat> the problem is, is that, you know, many people are going to look at that and go, well, you know what? <clears throat> we went to the hospital or we went to the doctor in the hopes of uh, yes. getting better. Right. And it didn't work out that way, right? Yeah. But, you know, in a, in the case of, you know, uh, obviously, you know, sick, well, the way that it's painted in the, in the Jews media. Right. And obviously sick individual, um, you know, walking into a school and with guns and uh-huh. the cops for some reason, and I don't know, I haven't really studied it the way that, I would like to, but, you know, the cops not going in right away and waiting a long time to go in. uh, For somebody to shoot children, uh, and again, I I don't know what happened because I wasn't there. And I'm not going to say that it happened the way that they said it's going to happen or it didn't happen the way that they said it happened. I don't know. I wasn't there. uh, but for somebody to actually do that, obviously that's that's yes beyond the pale. That's right. just sick. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. Was it a sick individual or was it a uh, what do you call it a, a staged event? Okay. So we'll find yeah. out. We'll find out. You know, we have found out that the vast majority of these shootings are staged events by uh, what's the what the uh, What's the terminology? Uh, you know, people who have been uh, brainwashed and uh, and uh, prepared to do, uh, you know, like Siran Siran was totally brainwashed, doesn't even yeah. remember what happened, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. And so, uh, so there's so many of these events, and uh, in many cases, the 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 people have been set up by the FBI or the CIA to do the events. You know, just like uh, Governor Whitmer, Whitmer of Michigan. Okay. Yeah, right. That was complete setup. Yes. Yeah, a total setup. And uh, the uh, I think the guys who've been prosecuted for that so-called crime uh, have all gotten off because they successfully argued that it was the FBI entrapping us, and it worked for yes. the FBI. This none of this would have even happened. Okay. So again. American people need to understand that the FBI, the CIA, very often local police departments are not on our side. They are on the enemy's side, and you have to be able to tell the difference between the two, okay? And so the more more often this stuff happens, the more people are going to wake up to the fact that some of these, in fact, most of them are staged. The vast majority of these incidents are staged. This one might be an exception. Uh, it looks like the kid, uh, uh, I forget his name, uh, his, uh, might have just been you know, on drugs. But typically, another aspect of this, almost always the shooters have been on some sort of psychotropic drug. Not that they yeah. bought off the street, but they got from their doctor, <laughs> right? So yes. you could include a lot of these shootings in the medical malpractice category. Oh, right. definitely. Deanna Spingola wrote a book about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, 
As a matter of fact, we might reintroduce it. Yeah. Under oh, okay. a different title. Okay. Um, but yeah, she, she looked at Sandy Hook and she, uh, did the research on the, the psychotropic drugs. And, oh. you know, that's what they have in common. Yeah. These shootings, yeah. whether or not, again, whether or not they actually happen the way that the Jews media says they happened. Right. Right. Well, uh, I okay. Uh, are you familiar with the Jim Fetzer book? I think he wrote a book called Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. And yeah. he, he was sued. And uh, the, the claim, the public claim I heard was that he was sued successfully. But uh, he's still out and about doing his thing. So I don't know what the actual upshot of that was. Uh, do you have any idea about that? Oh, Is, yeah. yeah. You do? Okay. Yeah, because I was involved in it. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah, I was well, involved tell in it, a long time. Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, God. I, okay. I spent a lot of time on that thing. Oh, um, man. You see, I, I'm a good the, show host. I asked right? the right questions. <laughs> it was – what's that? I said, I'm a good show host because I asked the right questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just blurred, blurted my way into that one. But please, yeah. tell us. You did? Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that was uh, in November, uh, toward the end of November, around Thanksgiving of 2018, was when the lawsuit was filed by – one of the Sandy Hook parents, uh, Lenny Posner, which a lot of people are familiar uh-huh. with that fella, or at least the name. And, you know, there was uh, a chapter in Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. It was a FEMA drill, uh, you know, t- uh, for gun control. Um, I think it was chapter 11 that talked about Posner's son, Noah, who was the youngest uh, youngest child uh, allegedly murdered uh, by this, uh, uh, this, what was, you know, painted by the Jews media okay. uh, as this, like, freakish, you know, autistic type kid, um, <clears throat> Adam Lanza, was his name. Right. And uh, so he, you know, he wanted the part in that chapter taken out that said that the death certificate was fake. Uh Uh-huh. And so we, Jim and I decided that we weren't going to take it out. Okay. Because it's, it's America. Right. And, (laughs) yeah. We, we can, you know, say these, we thought we could. Um, so, you know, to, to summarize the case, uh, it was filed against Jim, this other guy who was on the book who never really did much, this Mike Palachek. Okay. But his name's on the book, but he never did anything in the sense of editing. I think his claim to fame is he came up with the name Nobody Died at Sandy Hook. Uh-huh. Okay. But beyond that, he really didn't do anything. And then they sued the publisher, which was me. Oh, wow. Uh, Mike. Oh, oh yeah. you were, oh, you were actually so, sued. All yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the, the publisher, because it was a company, 
couldn't represent itself. So as they say, pro se, right? Uh-huh. So the other two, Jim and, and the fellow Palachek, uh, they could represent themselves uh, as, you know, pro se right. uh, litigants, and which was kind of, they really had no choice uh-huh. okay. because there are so few people who would be willing to take the case. So few attorneys. Right. Yes, yeah. because they just didn't want to be involved in it. And there was one, uh, one guy who would, you know, listen to Jim regularly, I guess, or read, read or listen, uh, an attorney out in Los Angeles who ended up being our attorney. Um, otherwise we, at that point, we couldn't find an attorney. It was okay. that bad. Right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, believe me, I I have a lot of, you know, contacts and I did my research and it was virtually impossible to get anyone to even, you know, consider it. Yeah. So, you know, I say this many times that, you know, a lot of people think the United States is huge. It's a dynamic, vibrant, you know, economy and... There's so many things. There aren't. There really aren't. Right. Uh, most most of the people in companies are sheep. Right. And they want to be politically correct. Yeah. So there's only fired. a tiny handful right. of people who would actually, you know, put their neck on the line. Yes. Um, so we had this fella, AJ. Uh, he was our attorney. And he actually, uh, he did a great job. But okay. He, he actually, you know, exited the case. And the reason he did was because he sensed that it was rigged. Oh, wow. And that, yeah, that, you know, it's no use fighting because the judge had made up his mind. Uh-huh. And these judges have a lot of, obviously, a lot of discretion and leeway. And they can basically do whatever they want. Right. And... So he left, and it ended up that um, Palachek and and the publishing company ended up settling and getting out of the lawsuit. You know, I did it because um, I met Posner at the deposition, and it's a long story about how that whole thing happened. But it wasn't supposed to happen the way that it did. But I kind of made sure that it did. Okay, and it did. And, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna just, you know, try to get out of it uh-huh. because if it is rigged, which it Your may be, said it was, yeah, yeah, it, it may have been. Uh, if if I would have stayed in, then all of the work that I did for these companies to, um, you know, have these banned products and stuff that they're trying to choke, you know, out of people would be gone. Right. Um, and so uh, Jim decided to stay in and fight. And, of course, now he's uh-huh. uh, he's on the hook for over a million dollars. Okay. Um, in uh, penalties and jury award. So right. I think $450,000 in the jury award for defaming Posner. Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, $650,000 
for multiple contempt violations um, because he shared some uh, material because the deposition was was uh, videoed and so I got the actual videotape. Uh huh. Um, okay. And, and Posner, uh, you know, put in a motion for uh, that material to be. Uh, classified as confidential, <clears throat> so it wouldn't uh-huh. it couldn't be disseminated, right? And of course, the judge approved it, and uh, <laughs> then Jim had asked me for it, and I gave it to him, and I told him, I said, Jim, remember this is this is marked as confidential, and it can't be shared uh-huh. with anyone, right? And so he said, okay, but he ended up sharing it with oh, somebody. Man. Oh boy. And, yeah, and that was no good, <laughs> right? Because he, the person he shared it with, uh, was pressured by another person <laughs> to, which was Wolfgang Halbig, uh, to get it because he wanted to see it. Uh-huh. And when he got it, then he ended up sharing it with everybody. Right. And it came back to Jim and cost him six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, okay. He wouldn't listen to you. <laughs> no, he, didn't. he oh. thought that he could, he could do that. Uh, in his defense. Oh, wow. Uh, so no, okay. you know, the good, the good news is, is that it's not over. Yes. And, oh, okay. You know, he, he went through the circuit court, uh, with the judge who was there from the beginning, Frank D. Remington, FDR is what we called him. <laughs> he went through FDR. He went to the Wisconsin appeals court. Because they filed it in Wisconsin, um, and and by the way, that six hundred fifty thousand dollars that he was fined for contempt, uh, they applied that to Posner's legal fees. <laughs> the only problem was that Posner didn't have any legal fees. Oh, uh, because the lawyers did it pro bono. Wow. So how they figured that out, I don't know, but that's what yeah. they did. Well, they, they didn't and, want to go pro bono. They, they wanted to get paid after all, right? Well, you know, but but if they weren't, you know, if there weren't, if he didn't incur any legal fees, yeah, how did how does that happen, right? Yeah, I don't know, but okay, you know, he uh, he's on the hook for that. But <laughs> he took it to the appeals court; they shot it down. He took it to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. They shot it down the day after Remington settled with the Sandy Hook parents. And I told Jim that day that Remington settled, I said, when when was your appeal submitted? I said, I bet you they're going to use this Remington settle settling matter for cover and they're going to rule. And they ruled the next day. So they did. They ruled against him. Uh-huh. They didn't hear it. And... Uh, he did take it to the Supreme, the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. So it's right now in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. And really anything could happen. Uh huh. You know, I mean, you, you could, you know, take an educated guess or, you know, place a bet on what's going to happen that they're never going to hear it. But I don't know. You know, I mean, there are, they raise, they raise some pretty good questions in what's called the writ of certiorari. Certiorari. Okay. Um, and so there's the possibility that 
the Supreme Court might hear it. And if they do hear it, well, then that means that, you know, we could sell Nobody Died at Sandy Hook again, I guess. Yeah, right. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, it's a big, it yeah. was a big seller and there's big demand for it. I'm answering emails weekly. Uh, you know, sometimes every couple of days for people who want to get it, uh, but it's not available. And not only is it not available, even the PDFs that are online, Posner spends a lot of time scrubbing them from the Internet. Yeah. So, yeah, the Sandy Hook thing uh, is uh, very interesting because it, it shows you at least uh, there are limits within the judicial system. Of the First Amendment. Right. You know, you can't just go around and say uh, right. that, you know, I think this is a fraud, that, you know, there can be a, a price to pay for that. Sure. And, sure, you know, sure. Hopefully it's going to prevail, but you don't, you just don't know, you know, especially yeah. with something like this, you know, a hot potato where really nobody wants to have anything to do with it. They just said, you know what, the death certificate even though there are four or five copies of the death certificate, it's real, you know. Uh, uh -huh. So what are you going to say to a judge who says that, you know? Right. The judge made the ruling that, you know, it was real. And, you know, where can you go from that? You, you can't go anywhere from that. You can go to the Supreme Court. And, of course, if the Supreme Court doesn't hear it, which they don't hear most of the cases. That's right. Then Jim is done. Yeah. Okay, so he's got to come up with the uh, million and a quarter or whatever it is. Well, okay. he go bankrupt, and he sure. could, um, you know, do away with uh, the um, four hundred fifty thousand dollars, but he would still be on the hook for the six hundred fifty thousand. Right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll I'll, I'll pray for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that good. You know, yeah, the, he's a fighter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, here, let's get into the Uvalde shooting because yeah. this is one of the, uh, how many, I, I think it's three incidents like this in the last two weeks. Okay. Uh, I can't, I, I, what was it? Philadelphia, I believe. Buffalo. 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 Buffalo right. And uh, then there was another one as well. So they're really ramping up the false flags to take our guns away. And also, you know, to demonize white people. The only good thing about this particular shooting is the perpetrator was not white. Although that didn't stop him in the case of Zimmerman, right? Because Correct. he, Correct. <laughs> because yes. he had a Germanic last name, but he was not white. He was a Latino, right? Yes. So, yeah. Correct. So they will take advantage of every iota of, uh, let's call it rumor, right? Yes. But they, they get away with rumor mongering all the time. But Jim Fancer cannot make a statement of fact without getting sued, right? So no, this this is no, where we're at. Correct. This is there. Correct. Okay. So I'm going to be playing the uh, uh, Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene account, uh, her opinion on this matter, and uh, let me know uh, if you hear this. If you don't hear it, then you know I'll just go elsewhere. But this is the interview uh, by. Uh, uh, what's his name on Fox News? Uh, can't think of his name right now. But uh, Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, here we go. Take your guns away. 
Makes sense. Right. Congressman Marjorie Taylor Greene, thank you. Interesting story. Appreciate it. Oh, okay. Uh, somehow it went to the end. Let me go back yeah. to the beginning. Vast and in some cases completely unrelated lessons from what happened in Uvalde two days ago. But one member of Congress has a very different perspective on things like this. When she was 16 years old, Marjorie Taylor Greene, a member of Congress from Georgia, was trapped in her high school when a student showed up with firearms to commit a mass shooting. She's never forgotten it. She learned from it. She joins us now to explain what she learned. Congressman, thanks so much for coming thanks on. Thanks for having me. So you were 16. A student shows up with a gun. What did, it must have been a horrifying experience. What did you learn from it? I didn't hear anything. Well, what oh, I learned don't? is okay, I never, ever want to be in a situation. Okay, so uh, for some reason it's not being broadcast to you. So I have to uh, correct my settings again. So uh, anyway, uh, the... The story by Marjorie Taylor Greene was that she was uh, involved as a teenager, uh, 16 years old. Uh, her school was uh, invaded by a shooter, and she survived the experience. But her argument is that these schools, rather than being gun-free zones, should have armed personnel in the school to uh, you know, uh, prevent these people from getting in. And uh, that uh, that these people, uh, they, they should have people posted at the doors, which they were supposed to have at the Uvalde school, which he yes. walked in. He walked in through an untended door. How does that happen? You know, right, <laughs> right, right. And so that's very suspicious. Kind of like uh, what's his name, the, the guy who shot uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, came into the building, the Dallas headquarters department, through a, an open door. How does that happen, right? Yes. Ja- Jack yes. Ruby, right? And so Jack Rubenstein. That's right, right. And so what's going on here, folks, is that this begins to smell more and more like a setup. You know, the, the more we look at the uh, at the facts, okay. Yes. So, so Correct. her her argument is that schools should have uh, armed personnel on, on the premises and uh, there should be a you know somebody at the door preventing you know che- somebody at least checking H- how about a metal detector <laughs> right yeah that, that would make sense <laughs> yeah how about a metal detector which this school did not have and i guess most of these gun free zone schools don't have any of that yes okay correct. Which means it's going to happen again and again and again and again. These schools yes. are open invitations to such shootings, and yes. the, yeah, and the American people better wake up that this is what's going on. Over to you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. If uh, you know they they knew that the teachers were armed, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, the odds are that. Uh, you know, they would take a little more care. Right. right. To, you know, hey, yeah. do I want to do that? Maybe not. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe I'll just uh, take a pass on that one. And, uh, you know, I'll, you know, go try to rob a convenience store or something. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. You know, because those guys don't usually carry guns. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I'm not going to take a chance. Yeah, but, but, you know, that would be problematic i guess with uh you know teachers having guns but yeah they need to have some sort of system in place where 
they are going to be able to, uh, you know, do what has to be done to stop this. Right. Uh, because uh, this is just, you know, it's now, you know, it's it's out of control. Sure. Um, you know, where, well, why do that anyway? Why, why go into a school? I don't know. You know, yeah. it just seems like it's, it's kind of odd, you know, that somebody would go into a school to hurt children. I mean, why children? Yes. What's the pur- yeah. what, what is the purpose of hurting, you know, really an innocent uh, child? What, yeah. You know, why would you want to hurt? I can understand why someone would want to hurt uh, Bill Gates or <laughs> right. Anthony Fauci. Or, or George Klaus Soros. Schwab, yeah, right. <laughs> or uh, Biden um, or Harris or Pelosi or, you know, and I could name a bunch yeah. of them. AOC. I mean, I hate these right. son of a bitches, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're nasty creatures. They hurt our country. Yep. They're not good. They're bad organisms. Yeah. You know, I can understand someone would want to hurt them. But a, a child? Right. Well, it, uh, it's a good point because the nature of terrorism, and that's what this is, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm running with the conclusion that it is an act of state terrorism, okay? Terrorism mm-hmm. is always perpetrated against innocent people, okay? It's always perpetrated yep. against innocent people in order to try to make the public demand more protection from the government. But what kind of protection are they getting? Well, they're going to have their guns taken away. <laughs> so that's what they yeah. right? That's what the government calls protection, right? Yes. I'm sorry. That's not going to yeah. protect you, right? No, it's not, it's going to make it worse. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, thus you're going to be taken obviously the guns out of the uh, you know, the honest yeah. Uh, you know, law-abiding citizens. I mean, we have a bunch of guns. You know, we don't get to shoot them as much as we'd like to. Uh-huh. But, you know, we have them. And, you know, like they say, you know, I'd rather I'd rather have them and not need them. Right. Than need them, not have them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like electricity. So, <laughs> I'd rather yeah, have it. Yeah, I mean, it. I don't want to. Right. <laughs> I don't want to use it. You yeah. Know, but yeah. If I have to, yeah, yeah, you, you might know, get electrocuted. You know, I'll, I'll bet more it. people get electrocuted in their own homes than are killed by guns. I should look yeah. that statistic up, right? Right. People, people are soaking in a tub and plug in the radio, <laughs> and the radio falls in the bathtub and they get electrocuted. I mean, there's right. all kinds of ways. I'll bet that statistic yes. is even higher than gun deaths. I mean, you don't see law-abiding citizens going into schools right. to hurt children. You just don't see it. Yes. It's, yeah. It doesn't happen. So yeah. you see I, sick people. Right. Go, and again, if it is true, because I don't know, I wasn't there. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it was true. Yes. Because it's, it's difficult to try to figure out what's going on, even when you think you have, you know, all the facts. Right. Which, yeah, you know, which we never have <laughs> because they don't give them to us, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. No. It's, Why would uh, they do that? Right, right. 
Well, yeah, so uh, here, well, you just said the magic word because I do have up on my screen the uh, – this is the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons who made this <laughs> comment, okay? Now, his comment is actually not so bad as compared to Gabe Kaplan, who's the manager of uh, the Seattle – Baseball, baseball team. Well, fine. We'll, we'll get his San Francisco. San okay. Francisco. Okay. So here is what uh, uh, Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons says uh, 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 as far as the shooting. A lot of teams and athletes have spoken out following the recent shooting in Texas that claimed 19 children and several teachers. But one head coach is going viral for his thoughts on the matter. In a statement released on Thursday, Smith said that that while he wants to avoid getting into a political discussion, he made it clear that action needs to be taken. Specifically, he said there needs to be a compromise solution that will keep military-grade assault weapons out of the hands of mentally ill people. Underline underline mentally ill people, right? And that's what the shooter was is obviously mentally ill, okay? Now, the question is... If it happened the way that they said it happened. Yeah, right. Well, they, they don't want to talk about it. He's the one who's... You know, that, that fact that he was mentally ill or under the influence of some sort of drug is not what the mass media wants to talk about. No. Okay? No. They do not want to discuss that at all. So he, no. con- he continues... I'm not going to get into some political rant. Part of me thinks our political process is broken on both sides. He means Republicans and Democrats. It has been hijacked, in my opinion, by extremists. Now, what what extremists? (laughs) Right? Who who is drugging? Who is causing these people to be mentally ill? Yes. Is it Antifa? Is it? Is it the medical establishment? Is it the government? Okay, that's that's really strong language used by him. Okay, and then yes. he goes on to say, "I think there is a lost art to compromise." I'm an independent thinker. Appreciate everyone's opinion. There's a lost art to debate, but I'm going to stay out of the political debate because that's not why I'm concerned. It's more as a parent, father, husband, son, a concerned citizen. I believe in the people of this country. And I think it's a shame the leaders, and I don't care about your politics, that you can't find a compromise solution to keep military-grade assault weapons out of the hands of mentally ill people. I would say any mentally ill people. Right? Mm -hmm. There's an absolute failure on the part of law enforcement in this country, including FBI, CIA, and the whole uh, kit and caboodle, they know a lot of these people have been on drugs. They know a lot of these people are deranged, and they don't do anything about it. Correct. They, they let it happen. That's Correct. my opinion. They let it happen. Okay. Yeah. Well, just like Roosevelt let Pearl Harbor happen. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's the that's same a, thing. That's right. The same thing. A, a bigger category, but the same thing. We're yeah. having a, a little, yes. a, a bunch of little Pearl Harbors going on, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Yep. That's yep. exactly what's happening. Uh huh. All right. And so now the San Francisco Giants manager says, 
I don't plan on coming out for the anthem going forward until I feel better about the direction of our country. Now, that's a very vague statement. Yeah. So so let's see what let's hear how he elaborates here. San Francisco Giants manager Gabe Kapler. Uh, sounds like a Jewish name to me. Told reporters he is. A Jew. He is. Oh, okay. Yes, of course oh, he's a Jew. All right. He told reporters yeah. ahead of his team's Friday game against the Cincinnati Reds that he intends to forego the pregame U.S. national anthem moving forward. Speaking in the dugout of the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, Kapler said, "Quote: I don't plan on coming out for the anthem going forward until I feel better about the direction of our country." Unquote. So what direction does he want the country to go in? Give up our guns? <laughs> Is that the direction he... I think that's where he he feels, okay. Well, he's a Jew. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jews yeah, do that. Our, our gun grabbers. And the reason that Jews do that, I think, is because if, you know, most people realized what they were about, that they would want to shoot them. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they know that. Yeah. And that's why they want to get rid of guns. That's right. Yeah, because... And I believe that. Yeah, I think it was uh, George Washington who said, an armed society is a polite society. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. There's not much politeness yeah. going on in the world anymore, is there? No, they... Yeah. Look, this guy... And I don't follow any of these Jew-controlled sports. Yeah. Okay? But this guy uh, is a Jew. Yeah. You know, I looked it up. Because I don't follow it. Yeah. uh, I don't know, but I did look him up, and he is a Jew. Uh, I think he's a California Jew. Okay. And I hope he doesn't come out ever. Yeah, right. So yeah. I don't plan on coming out for good. Don't you? Yeah. This is what Jews do. That's right. They can't control themselves. Right. So yeah, maybe he slip on the is. steps and break his skull. <laughs> right. He was born in yeah. Hollywood. Right. And is Jewish. Yes. What more his do you need to know? Is from Brooklyn, <laughs> New York. Right. And his mother is from Brooklyn. New York. Uh, okay. They met while working in the anti-war movement. Wow. In the 1960s. Yes. So yes. this is something that is in this guy's blood. That's right. You know, it's not a coincidence that most of the people who are against America, against guns, against God, against Christians are Jews. Right. Absolutely. So Gabe Kapler <laughs> right. is a Jew, and you, right. all you got to do is look at him, yeah. and he looks like a Jew, and he is a Jew, and a Jew would say, I'm not going to respect the flag. Right. It's just what he's saying. he doesn't like, what does the flag, what does the national anthem have anything to do with the direction of the country? And why does the direction of the country being bad, because it is bad, Yes. why is it pinned on the, on the national anthem? Why isn't it pinned on that jackass who they selected 
to play president. Right. Who, to be a pre- this guy is nothing like a president. I don't call him by his name. I just call it call him call it by its last name. Right. I know so many people who can't even look at the at the jackass on the internet or television. So why is Gabe Kapler, Jew, San Francisco Giants manager, why is he taking out the direction of the country on the national anthem? I'll tell you why. Because he's a Jew. Right. And this is what Jews do. It's very simple. Yep. Ever since they came here. If you can't call a spade a spade or a Jew a Jew, then you're not going to get anywhere. Or a black a black. you're just going to keep playing the same stupid game all over and over again. Or a woman Kapler a woman. Is doing this because he's a Jew. That's right. This is what Jews do. Uh-huh. They destabilize societies. Right. So uh, he, he, he states, I am not okay with the state of this country. I wish I hadn't let my discomfort compromise my integrity. What is that? What integrity? What What does your job as a baseball manager have to do with anything? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly, but he's in a position where he can do something. Right, he can because that, he's a he's a he's a manager of a baseball team or whatever right. he does. I don't know what he does. Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, I right. wish that, I wish that I could have demonstrated what I learned from my dad, which you just referenced, the Brooklyn Jew, that when you're dissatisfied with your country, you let it be known through protest. The home of the brave should encourage us. Well, here, we've been trying to protest against what the Jews have been doing to us, and nobody lets us. Yes. Yeah. Correct. They don't believe in freedom of speech. They don't believe in protests from both sides. Yes. Okay? So here is an absolute hypocrite. But you call it correctly. It's a Jew. See, even using the word, uh, you know, hypocrite, um, you know, it's, it's a Jew, you know, right. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, yeah. you, you look at the other guy who they bring right. up in the article, Steve Kerr, you know, that yeah, guy, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I was just I, I actually went to school with him. Really? Um, yeah. At Tucson, the university of Arizona, Tucson. Uh-huh. So yeah. he was playing ball there, basketball. Yeah. When I was there, uh, he was you know, under uh, Lute Olson, the coach there. Yes. Who I met. Great guy. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Not Kerr. No, yeah, Kerr Lute. is a, you know. Yeah, he's a liberal. Liberal he's, snowflake. Yeah, dude, he's a total liberal. You know. Right, yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's, and, he's, a, he's a white you know, Jew. <laughs> what's that? He's a white Jew. He's a white, he, but yeah. he's not a Jew. But, uh, yeah. you know, you wouldn't expect that type of behavior to come out of somebody who's not a Jew. Right. But with with this Kapler creep you know this is i expect this and it's revolting yes to see to to read this to yeah. see this article yeah you know well, i you sure know, hope like I, said, I don't follow baseball because it's uh, right it's, it's run by jews well i sure you know, hope the like set, football yeah, this, is and basketball it's all jews oh it's all run by uh, jews yeah i don't want to i don't even want to look at the jews yeah but i mean this one in particular you know this jew i don't know how popular he is but this Jew popular. is going to, you know, affect a bunch of weak-minded Americans. That's and right. Others. Yes. We're going to go, wow, did you see? Gabe Kapler's not <laughs> going to come out of the dugout. He's on a hunger strike. Right. He's on a national anthem yeah. hunger strike. Yeah. He's not going to come out of the dugout until the country changes. Maybe he'll come out and kneel, right? 
I maybe. just hope that he stays in the dugout for the rest of his life. That's right. And that is a possibility. You know, he doesn't. We don't have to see him anymore. Whoever the right. hell he is. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the tide is turning against them. They're spinning into the wind. And the, I think you know, so. Yeah. The obvious the uh, sports going public is sick and tired of all this liberalism, politicization of the yes. games. Okay. So I don't think the people in San Francisco are going to appreciate this. I think he's going to be in trouble. We'll, we'll see what happens. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah, he won't I don't be know fired. San yeah. Francisco is a oh yeah, is a it, sick place. sorry, it is San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick, it's a sick city. Right. Yeah, the, yeah. The Jew, the Jew has destroyed San yes. Francisco. Amen. Well, so was uh, that black football player. Who started the deal down business? Kaepernick. Yeah. Kaepernick. Oh, was, oh wait a minute. Cap, Kapler, Kapler and Kaepernick. Kaepernick. <laughs> right. He was raised yeah, by Kapler, what? Right. But, but he was raised by whites. Yes. And, you know, he was taught, you know, his life was taught in the prism of a white culture. Right. And, you know, why anyone would not want to celebrate White culture is, yeah, you know, beyond me because he's a billionaire because of white culture, right? Exactly, but not <laughs> only that, you know, white culture is really a, it's a beautiful thing because you know the civilization that has been created by whites is something that you know you, you should be proud of. Yes. people should be proud of, and they should want to emulate. Exactly. So why yeah. it is that, you know, the Jew has decided that they want to uh, convince the weak-minded people, of which there is a you know, never-ending supply of them, right? Uh, that, you know, you should, uh, you know, scorn whites. Why they thought that they could do that is is really, it's a mystery, because whites have brought you know, for the most part, uh, good stuff right. to the world. Yeah. Um, Overwhelmingly. You know, not misery. Yeah. Right. Like many other races have. Right. Have. Yeah. Even so colonialism has brought, tre- even colonialism has brought tremendous advantages to the countries in which the white colonials went. You know, yes. like Africa, built roads, buildings, schools, uh, churches, yes. which they couldn't do on their own. Okay. Yes. Right. And exactly. So, and everybody forgets about the international bankers who are in control of Africa today. They're the ones responsible for the decolonialization of Africa. Yes. But they didn't leave. <laughs> They're still no. lending. Right. They didn't no. leave. Okay. They're stronger That's than ever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here you mentioned Steve Kerr. I'll, I'll read this. Golden State Warriors head coach Steve Kerr made an impassioned plea to take stronger action against gun violence in the United States. Kerr refused to speak about basketball ahead of Game 4 of the Warriors series against the Dallas Mavericks, instead raising his voice as he railed against gun violence in the wake of Tuesday's shooting. He said, In the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. Maybe uh, I don't know if I heard about that one. Now we have children murdered at school. 
Kerr told reporters at the start of the press conference. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to the devastated families that are out there. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. Well, so are we. Yeah. So yeah, are we. Kerr, like, like you said, why isn't anybody looking at the mental state of this alleged, you know, murderer? Yes. <laughs> well, doesn't that have anything to do? Okay, no. We can only look at Hitler. Yeah, right. You know, Hitler is the only guy we could look at. Yeah. yeah Everything's yeah. Hitler. But it wasn't the guns that Hitler had. It was just Hitler. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, both Forget sides had guns. guns. They both didn't sides mean had anything guns. in World War II. Right. Exactly. It's just Hitler. He's just yeah. evil. You know, yeah. so F these Jews. F everything about them. I'm tired of them. Right. You know, and, and I hope that there's enough going to be enough people out there who feel as tired about these creatures as I do. Yes. Right. And you. Okay. All right. So here uh, I'm going to put this link in the chat room. Are you still there? Yeah, of course. Okay. Okay. It seemed like you dropped out for a second there. Uh, this is uh, from CNBC. And obviously, it's not going to be a pro-gun article, but uh, it gives us some details here. Texas gunman warned of Uvalde school shooting in private Facebook message. So I've read several uh, pieces uh, that have mentioned this. Uh, in fact, I've seen the tweets or whatever messages they were. And he was uh, messaging his friends, you know, on the Internet. So right. it, you know, they have total access to our cell phones and our computers yes. 24-7, okay? The kid was a problem child. He was he was uh, aggressive to other people. You think they would have followed through, okay? No. <laughs> no, no way, right? <laughs> okay. No, let him, let, him, let him do what he does ostensibly. Let him do what he does, and then it's going to be something like this, and that will further our cause. That's right. Let the Japanese attack, even though we knew 100% through the interception of electronic communications that the Japanese were going to attack Pearl Harbor, no doubt whatsoever. We knew it, but let them attack because 80% of the American population is against getting involved in World War II. Right. So let this guy shoot up this school because it will help us do away with guns. Right, exactly. Don't want guns in the hands of even law-abiding citizens because once they realize what we're doing, they'll be coming for us. Right. Isn't it incredible that the United States of America, thanks to the Second Amendment, has been a thorn in the side of the international Jew now for over yes. 200 years. And they have they've had been trying like crazy to take our guns away, and they simply have not been able to do it. Rothschild must and be turning over in his sleep. Can't sleep because yeah. of this. <laughs> Look, they're they're not going to give up, but no. you know, I don't think they're ever going to be able to do it. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, because one of because these days, the you know, moment. one of these days, it's just you know, like uh, these uh, 
shootings they have at post offices and at businesses where usually it's a disgruntled worker. And yes. so, yeah, okay, sometimes those are staged as well, but usually not. Those are usually disgruntled workers. But they try to twist it. Even that story will be turned into an anti-gun story. Yes. You know, okay. So, uh, and uh, even here in Chicago, we had a shooting where a judge w- was shot to death. And they, yeah, they no. yeah, they tried to blame it on the neo-Nazis, right? And it turned out the, the killer was simply a disgruntled litigant. The judge ruled against him, and he went up to Wisconsin and shot her. Or he came down from Wisconsin and shot her, right? Actually, he didn't yes. shoot her. He shot her parents because she wasn't home the day that he invaded her home, right? Okay. Right. But all the coverage for what months was that, oh, this had to be done by neo-Nazis. Yes. Okay? That, that's yes. the coverage, right? Demonization, total, okay? So here's, yeah, that's how the Jews media does it. That's right. Demonization and scare tactics. Yep. Yeah, right? There, there's yep. a boogeyman. In the hey, look, pl- <laughs> when you've got the platform, right, that's right. you can basically the, say whatever you want. Yeah, that's what they do. It's the bully pulpit. And they will never yes. allow any uh, contrary opinions to be expressed, right? No. Except for Tucker right. Carlson. he's I think he's the only one, <laughs> right? Okay. Except for what? Except for Tucker Carlson. He's the only one yeah. allowing the pro-gun position to be heard. So. Yeah. Well, Tucker Carlson, um, they, uh, they can't touch him uh, at this point because he still doesn't name the Jew. Right. He still so, doesn't. Right. Exactly. He's safe. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. as long as he doesn't name the Jew, he's okay. And he doesn't criticize the Israeli state either. No. He no. doesn't. Right. But, but when he does, if he ever does name the Jew. Right. It's over. He's over. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt. So yeah. it would yeah. be so nice. Yeah. Right. If right. he did name the Jew, I mean, wouldn't that be beautiful? Right. It uh, would, yeah. Oh, like, uh, Mar- like like Marlon Brando did, right? <laughs> right. Right. A bunch of them did. Yeah, exactly. And a bunch yeah. of them were forced to apologize and right. grovel. Right. You know, and, which really what would be great is if they said, you know what? No, I'm not going to apologize. I said it. I mean yeah. it. Yeah. Go away. Yeah, exactly. You know? Right. But for that's not going to happen. Yeah, no, no. There's, there's nobody has that do. kind of courage. You know? No, exactly. Yeah, you know, they're, they're all you know what. Yeah, right. Uh, cucked. So they're uh, cucked by the system, it. right? <laughs> on radio. Yeah, but, right. Uh, it yeah. begins with a P and ends with a Y. <laughs> right. Um, okay. I could say. That. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the man who gunned down 19 children and two teachers in the Texas elementary school massacre. Uh, I think he's only 16 years old. Why are they calling him a man? There should be. You know, uh, no, he was he was 18, right? 18. Okay, I guess that counts as a yeah. man. Okay, I'm going yeah. to shoot an elementary school. Okay, he wrote, "I'm going to shoot an elementary school" in a Facebook message, one 15 minutes before he barricaded himself inside a classroom and fired indiscriminately. Official said Wednesday. The gunman gave no meaningful forewarning of the violence he intended to unleash except for the Facebook message and the two others that came before it, Texas Governor 
Greg Abbott said at a news conference. So what what were the others, the two others that came before that? The two other messages said, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. And I shot my grandmother. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, okay. So anybody who would shoot their own grandmother is obviously a mental case. Yes. Okay. All right. I don't think yes. even blacks in the ghetto do that. Oh, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> oh, yeah. They do. They do everything. Yeah, that, that's right. Know, yeah. You would find completely revolting. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Andy Stone, a spokesperson for Meta, Facebook's parent company, said the warnings were sent in private one-to-one text messages that were found after the shooting. Facebook is cooperating with law enforcement, he said in a tweet. Of course they will. The shoot the shooter has been identified as Salvador Rolando Ramos, 18. Yeah, he's 18. After he shot his grandmother in the face, he drove to Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, crashed his car nearby, and carried a rifle inside, Abbott said at a news conference, that devolved into chaos. Okay, so he crashed his car nearby. How closely nearby? Would that have not drawn attention of, let's say, a security guard at the door? Right. <laughs> right? Right. And, and he said, yeah. what? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. Listening. And uh, he's walking. Uh, I saw a brief, as in like a 20-second clip of apparently this guy walking up uh, on the backside of the school carrying a rifle. But the, the, the investigator, the, uh, the lieutenant general of the state of Texas, said that the initial reports that the security guard was there inside the building was false. He was not there. Why was he not there? For the same reason that <laughs> the guard, when Lincoln was shot, wasn't there. He was That's in a bar right. drinking. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It had to be really expensive booze, <laughs> right? For the same reason, right. For yeah. the same reason, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald was allowed to yeah. purchase weapon, you know, where he did. Right. Um, yeah. And why, and why uh, what's his face? Jack Ruby was able to get into an yeah. un- unlocked door in the Dallas downtown police department. Right. And Epstein was allowed to be murdered. Yeah. Oh, supposedly. They yeah. know they should have had a right. camera on this guy 24-7. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For the same did. reason that, you know, you go into a convenience store and steal a candy bar because you're hungry and you get tased and shot. Right. If you're white. If you're white. If you're black. They say, move along, son. Yeah, right. (laughs) They let you go. If you even get a slap on the wrist. Okay. Yeah. So he crashed his car and carried a rifle inside. So from the point of leaving the car after crashing it, he walked to the building. That had to have taken some time. Wasn't there anybody on the, the site to have noticed this person? Apparently not. Okay. So, so this is what Abbott is saying. Beto O'Rourke, a Democratic candidate for oh. governor of Texas, interrupted the news conference 
telling Abbott that the shooting was totally predictable and that he was doing nothing. Well, if the shooting was totally predictable, why weren't the police there? Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Yes. Okay. Because because Gabe Kapler was hiding out in the dugout. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> O'Rourke was met by several expletives from the stage, with someone calling him a sick son of a B-I-T-C-H. Yes, <laughs> as I saw police, that video. Oh, yeah? As police escorted him out. Good for him. Hooray for the people yes. at the... <laughs> right? <laughs> he's he's right. really revolting. There, oh, God. he is. Oh, yeah. he is such a prostitute. I mean, prostitute. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes, he's disgusting. Oh, he's absolutely really disgusting. Really ugly guy. Yeah. Um, and I understand why they, yeah. you know, would would call him a sick son of a bee. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because he is obviously doing it, you know, because. Sta- grandstanding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he wants to score political points off of, yeah, you off know, of the yeah. right. uh, alleged, alleged murder of these kids. Right. Which, again, yeah. we don't know. We we just don't know if it happened. Because yeah. Well, well the we mass media, the mass media always can, can accuses Republicans of grandstanding, right? Yes. But you won't see mass media accusing him of grandstanding. This is obvious no. grandstanding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Now, Abbott blamed the shooting on mental health challenges. Not easy access to semi-automatic weapons and other guns. Okay. All the victims were in one classroom, it says here. The victims were in one classroom, Lieutenant Chris Olivares, a spokesman for the Texas Department of Public Safety, told CNN. Abbott said two classrooms were adjoined. Olivares said Wednesday on NBC's Today show that the shooter was able to make entry into a classroom, barricaded himself inside that classroom, and again, just began shooting numerous children and teachers who were in that classroom having no regard for human life. So the question uh, I'm still not hearing uh, answered is, how in the world did he get into the building? Yes. Into a gunman. Yeah. Yeah. The door was unlocked and nobody was guarding it. Yep. Can you believe it? Oh, yeah. I believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, they let him in. Yeah, they let him in. There's no doubt about yep. it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and obviously, this is a tragedy for everybody involved, even even uh, even the shooter. But uh, now, yeah, the more I'm, I'm just uh, these few facts that we've actually discussed so far is telling me that the, the what's the possibility that 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 door was open and not guarded. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, right. man, you know, we're dealing with obvious, even if, let's say it wasn't planned, uh, you can't blame this on guns. You have to blame this on government. Their failure, yes. their absolute failure to secure the premises. Yes. Okay. Total failure. Absolute failure. The government is a total failure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. right. Now, interestingly, this is from the Sun, which I believe is a tabloid from uh, Britain, but uh, have a, they have a U.S. Yes. version. Okay, so now it says here, gun plot foiled. Chilling new details of another Texas school massacre plot 
as four boys arrested days after Salvador Ramos' rampage. Okay, so this time the authorities got wind of it and were able to foil the plot. Okay, all right. Nathaniel Nathaniel Montelongo and Barbarito Panjoa, 17, have been charged with conspiracy to commit aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. And uh, this article shows pictures of at least one of the guys. And two other minors who haven't been named were arrested and will appear before a judge today, the monitor reported. Cops arrested the four suspects after receiving a tip-off that they were allegedly plotting a shooting at a school in Donna. It is not known which school the boys were allegedly trying to target. Cops claimed on Wednesday that they had found an AK-47 weapon and an alleged hit list of students. But on Thursday, officers said there was no alleged hit list. Okay, here again, we get contradictory reports. Jeez. Why can't they get the story straight? Because there's no thing as a regular shooting anymore. That's right. Yeah. And there's no reporters. You just can't have an old-fashioned shooting. No. And you don't have old-fashioned gumshoes who stick their necks no. into, you know, and report the facts, right? No. Every, everything is, like, scheduled and organized and prepared. And, you know, it's it's not like it used to be. No, because no. Because it's, it's all a sham. <laughs> it's all, like. Actors, yes, crisis actors putting together all this crap. That's why they're saying crisis actors because sometimes you even see the same people involved. That's right. In different alleged, you know, yeah. shootings. It's like yeah. what? How could well, that be? And then as soon as it's brought up, <laughs> right? You're a conspiracy theorist, right? Of course, it's real. You're yeah. Crazy. Then they have somebody like. Anderson Cooper, <laughs> right? Who, you know, Creeper. I mean, it's really, you can't make this crap up. No. You know, a jerk like this guy, you know, as like the face of the news. I mean, you went from Walter Cronkite to, you know, a loser like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. Or that Joe with, Scarborough right, uh, with Geraldo Rivera in of, between. What's that? <laughs> with Geraldo Rivera in between. Well, Geraldo Rivera isn't even the worst. I mean, look at this guy, Joe Scarborough, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Have you seen this guy? I, I vaguely can picture him. Anderson it's Cooper, downright I can picture. scary. Really? Okay. I mean, you got all these like weird, freakish type people, <laughs> right? Who are well, you know? We're literally, you know, in positions of great power. Right. Yeah. Because the Jew has put them there. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. It's sickening. It's just, you know, and and you know, I haven't watched television in, you know, many decades. Okay. But to think about it, it's just, you know, and you see these people and it's mostly Jews anyway. Right. Right. You know, Jews talking to Jews, Jews interviewing Jews. You know, they're 2% of the population, but everyone on the Jews media is a Jew. That's right. And almost everyone that they're interviewing is a Jew. That's right. It's like, you know, if this isn't enough to wake your average American up, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. but they don't know what you just said. They've never been told that this is the fact, right? Yeah. 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 
So here's the blaze. All you got to do is open your eyes, right. and you can see it. Well, right? no, no, you got to have those they live glasses. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Okay, there's a Jew. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You and I have better vision than they do, really. Yes, we, apparently. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. So from theblaze.com, I'm not sure if this is a, a mainstream or an alternative. Uh, what are the details? Those who knew Ramos described him as a loner who endured a rough home life with a drug-abusing mother. He was, okay, here, here we go with drugs again, right? Yeah. Okay, how about the drug uh, association of uh, his mother who's abusing drugs? Probably not taking very good care of little, little uh, Ramos, right? Probably not taking yes. good care of him. He was reportedly the frequent target of bullying as a teenager, due to his lisp and stutter and social awkwardness. But, they said, Ramos responded to his circumstances by violently lashing out at peers and strangers and engaging in lawless behavior, often leading to run-ins with the local law enforcement. Now, here's something interesting, because when you, uh, I think, when you, whenever a non-white commits crimes like this, the uh, mass media always resorts to talking about the, the person's you know, background, his family was so poor, and yes. uh, he had to commit crimes to feed his family and all, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, th- this, I don't see how they can spin this in a positive sense when we're talking about drug abuse. And, uh, and, yeah. 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 They're going to well, try. They're always, they'll always introduce an excuse – uh, for, you know, the poor Negro or the poor Hispanic or the, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, right. Not so much Asians. They don't right. like Asians. No, they don't because um, <laughs> they don't yeah. commit these crimes. <laughs> yes, exactly. They, they keep so, it in their community, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. The, the Asian mafia, right. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. This is this is something they do Yeah. Uh, with regularity. Yes. You know, let's, yeah. you know. Let's, uh, you know, feel sorry for these. And, of course, it brainwashes, you know, the masses to think that, you know, this is okay. And, uh, yeah. you know, they, they're poor people, you know, they've, they've been abused. And, uh, of course, you know, I, didn't, I did not, uh, you know, introduce any of these people to slavery. Right. Um, you know, ever. Uh, I don't have anything to do with it. So I don't know how it is that, you know, your average person can think that, well, geez, let's blame, uh, you know, this this guy for, uh, you know, whatever it is. Right. That they're going to blame the guy for. Yeah. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I've never, you know, said that, uh, you know, this person should be a slave or, right. you know, I, yeah. I want this person to be a slave, I, uh, you know. I'm sure you've never, never enslaved that, anybody right? either, <laughs> right? Yeah, I've never enslaved. But anybody. because you're yeah. white, you're automatically guilty of any slavery that has ever occurred throughout yes. history. Yes, correct. But yeah, correct. yeah. That's a, yeah. Now, isn't that prejudice? Uh, to, yeah. To, to blame a, in, in, one in person in a normal world, it's prejudice, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? But in this clown world. It's not. That's right. 
yeah. This Twilight Zone full of clowns. <laughs> yes, it's, it's, a Jew, it's a Jew world. That's right. It, it, it's a Jew world order. Right. And Absolutely. in this Jew world order, everything is backwards. Yeah, amen. Amen. Yep. Yeah. That's the problem. See, no matter what, you know, a lot of people, you know, they they listen to uh, David Duke, you know, and uh, he says the same thing over and over again. You know, he keeps right. talking about the Jews and, yeah, there's a reason why yeah. he does. You know, I mean, that's the problem. Right. I mean, we could talk about other stuff, but it's always going to get back to that. Yeah. Because they're that, directing everything. That's right. They give the bulk of the money to the politicians. They control the mass media. They control the pharmacy, big pharma. Right. They control what our children digest in schools. It's always going to get back to that. So if you don't attack the source, then you're kind of just spinning your wheels. Yeah, right. Well, they so had I'm to have all for yeah. what Duke has done and what he does. And, you know, same with you. You know, you talk about them, too. And you talk about this problem, too. Yeah, yeah, and we have to. It needs to be talked about. Right. We have to. People have to get on board because yep. uh, at, at some point we're going to have to defend ourselves from these armies of Antifa and Black Lives Matter radicals right. who they want to sick on us if they can yes. ever get it organized. Correct. Yeah. But they're, they're not Absolutely. anywhere near that because, you know, I, I know these people don't ha take target practice very often. <laughs> They'll be. No, it's like Audie Murphy against the Nazis, right? <laughs> right. Right. One good uh, gun owner, right? Seasoned gun owner taking on a bunch of Antifa. You know, I see a lot of dead Antifa laying around, <laughs> right? Okay, and, and that's a shame. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But it is going to come to that. But no, I think the, that their master plan, when and if they have to resort to it is to attack us with UN troops. That's that's their plan. Okay. But even that yeah. is not going to work because unless they manage to disarm us and they're not succeeding at that and I don't think they will succeed. No. Yeah. That's I don't uh, think so. Yeah. Uh, because you know, gun owners are waiting you know in in reserve they, they see what's happening. They see that white people are being, uh, you know, demonized by the mass media. They see, you know, every time Barack Obama increased gun legislation, there was a, a wave of gun ammo and gun sales, right? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so that didn't work out too well, right? The, the more they try to grab our guns openly, the more reaction they get from gun owners, right? So, yes. Yeah, and, and so they know they're not going to win the propaganda war. So they're going to have to either sick the uh, Antifa crowd on us. But, uh, you know they're going to stage some kind of, well, like they did in the George Floyd scenario, right? Yes. And uh, But here we see that armed and dangerous rioters of the left-wing variety were allowed to riot indefinitely. Well, a lone white person who's suspected of having a gun is mercilessly targeted by mass media, media right? Uh, you, Kyle, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yes. 
Yeah. The double standard yep. is so blatant. Uh, and, just, and it's all yeah. Jews. Yeah, again. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I'm so glad all for Jews. Kyle Rittenhouse. All Jews all the time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all lies yep. all the time. All right? Yep. Okay? Yeah, yeah. So speaking with the Washington Post, a childhood friend of Ramos who used to play video games and sports with him said he would often exhibit strange behavior, even cutting up his own face for fun on one occasion. That same friend said Ramos would often drive around town with another friend at night, shooting random people with a BB gun and egging people's cars. So, this was not reported? No. <laughs> okay. No. And Why would wh- it be? Yeah. Well, the goal is to take right? away the guns. Right. Well, wouldn't the- not, like? And as we said, they're not going to be able to do it. No. Yeah. But that's the goal. Yeah. So they never lose sight of the goal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Another former friend told the Post that Ramos was bullied incessantly in middle school and junior high before he eventually stopped going to school. All right, so he's a dropout. Don't they take note of dropouts in the community, in law enforcement, at the school? Don't you think the school should – oh, okay, this guy's a dropout and he's being bullied. Uh, Maybe this kid could be trouble. No, no such thing happened. (laughs) Right? Nope. Okay. Hey, see, like we said, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, that's right. Okay. One time he posted a picture on social media wearing black eyeliner. The post garnered a slew of negative comments. Ramos was not on pace to graduate with his peers this year. One high school classmate said in recent months, Ramos posted videos on Instagram where the cops were there and he'd call his mom a bitch and say she wanted to kick him out. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. The cops were there. Where? In the apartment? Did his... Yeah. Okay. Where the cops were there. Where? And say she wanted to kick him out. So, again, I mean, the the alarm bells should be ringing, but they're not. Okay? Yes. The class well, they are ringing. Yeah, well, to us. Not, but the alarm's yeah. on silent. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Deaf ears. Deaf ears hear no alarms. Okay? Yeah, they, they snooze the alarm until right. Ramos could do what they wanted him to do. Exactly. Or exactly. they could use Ramos right. as the patsy right. for, you know, a shooting that, ostensibly happened. And as I said, I don't know if it happened. Right. Yeah, it reminds me of the cartoon, uh, a Homer Simpson uh, asleep at, at he's he's in charge of the uh, nuclear reactor. He's asleep and the meltdown alarm is going off. <laughs> he's, right. sleep, he's sleeping through it. Right. Are they that stupid? Are they that yeah. incompetent? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, well, certainly some of them are, but I don't think this is stupidity and incompetence. You know, I, I think from what just a few facts we've uncovered already is telling me that this was deliberate ignorance of the situation. Okay. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, it appears uh, uh, that way. Right. He worked at a local Wendy's restaurant where coworkers remembered him as a mostly quiet kid 
with an aggressive streak, according to the Daily Beast. He would be very rude towards the girls sometimes and one of the crooks, threatening them by asking, do you know who I am? And he would also send inappropriate texts to the ladies, said one former co-worker, adding, at the park, there'd be videos of him trying to fight people with boxing gloves. He'd take them around with him. So he runs around with boxing gloves and challenges people to fight with him <laughs> in the public park. Okay. What right. else? What else? In the weeks before the massacre and right after he turned 18, Ramos appears to have purchased two semi-automatic rifles. Uh, okay, at least somebody noticed it because they're reporting it here, right? Who noticed right. it? An 18-year-old punk purchases two semi-automatic rifles and nobody yes. goes to the police? Or to the no. school, the school, or, or, or to the Wendy's. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> okay. He yes. re- yeah. Right. He reportedly posted photos of the guns online along with the cryptic messages. So this had to be, well, right after he turned 18, how many weeks or months was this before the pictures that the governor was talking about in his press conferences? How many months and weeks had transpired while he was acting up publicly and with his family and at school? Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we see that uh, it looks like another. Now, maybe this guy is a Manchurian candidate, brainwashed. uh, But he he could be. It could be he's just a, uh, you know, troubled kid. But. You know, like I said earlier, there, there's two kinds of uh, attacks. One that they, the government stages, like 9-11. And then uh, the other type is, hey, there's a, a problem occurring. Let's take advantage of it and, uh, you know, use this uh, situation to uh, get gun control. <laughs> right? Yes. I mean, yeah, I think, I think a lot of these leftists, uh, like, who is the uh, – oh, the, the uh, senator from Broward County, Florida, that 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 Jewish uh, that, that Jewish thing, a female. Oh, Wasser- that, uh, Wasserman. The, th- the thing who's supposed to be a woman, you mean? Right. Well, Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's the county that the shooting uh, occurred in Broward County with the Jewish right. uh, police chief. Yes. Something- oh yeah 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 right that's okay. Israel. That's right. His last name is Israel. Yeah. Right. Okay, so an unidentified former classmate said that days before the attack, Ramos texted him a photo of a firearm and a bag of ammo. Quote, he would message me here and there, and four four days ago, he sent me a picture of the AR he was using and a backpack full of 5.56 rounds. I'm not familiar with that gauge. Probably like seven mags. (laughs) Seven mags, okay. (laughs) The classmate said, I was like, bro, why do you have this? And he was like, don't worry about it. Okay, so maybe his friend should have said something to somebody, given the fact. That would make sense. It would, right? But uh, probably probably the reason he did this, well, well, maybe if I tell people, he might shoot me, right? Yes. Okay, that's certainly a possibility that his friend, and plus, uh, the cops are in ill repute in the black and Latino neighborhoods, so they're not very likely to go there, right? So, 
Yes. Why, why don't they do something about that? Why don't the people in the neighborhoods encourage their children to report such things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. They don't. You know? Yeah. If somebody were acting up like that in front of my house, I would say, hey, what are you doing? It's you not know? your grandfather's country. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not It's not what it used to be, man. Yeah. Go back home yeah, and they, play. Yeah, they made sure of that. Right. Oh, there was, I'm not sure if this article talks about it, but uh, one of the uh, reports stated that he loves this uh, particularly violent video game, okay? And so that's another sign, you know, that uh, these people, these young kids spend way too much time playing these video games. Yes. They really have nothing better to do. Nothing (laughs) better to do. Yeah. And uh, and then they they think, well, I'm pulling this trigger, uh, on this video game, uh, maybe I should. Uh, I'd like to try the real thing one of these days. Really, <laughs> against kids. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. right? Yeah. So if if this happened against adults, it wouldn't have that much of an impact. Yes. Relative to the That's kids, right. right? That's right. Yeah. 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 So yeah. a couple so more, yeah, a couple more quick little quotes here. Uh, early Tuesday morning. Okay, sorry. He then messaged a girl. Uh, he tagged a random girl who lives in California, urging her to repost the image that he sent her of the gun. Okay, and the clip, and uh, she responded confusedly. Yeah, I would, I'd be confused too. Okay, yeah, nice yeah. gun. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Uh, do you intend on using it? Okay. Right. But she's all the way in California and uh, probably has no idea who she is. It didn't occur to her to warn people, hey, here's a guy posting images of guns. You think he's trying to use it? <laughs> right? Okay. Early Tuesday right. morning, Ramos messaged her again saying, I'm about to. The girl asked about to what? To which he answered, I'll tell you before 11. <laughs> and I think that's around yeah. the time he actually went in. Okay. So, uh, obviously, a very disturbed individual. The question has to be asked, why is he so disturbed? What is society yeah. doing wrong? Besides the gun issue, what is society doing wrong such that we create so many disturbed individuals. Okay? Correct. Mass media is not going to ask that question. All right? Because they're doing it. That's right. They're the ones doing it. Okay? Yeah, they're the ones doing it. So but that's that's a that's conspiracy the theory. <laughs> yeah, that that is the problem. They are the ones doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And because they're the ones doing it, they're never going to ask that question. That's right. And... That's right. Because your average imbecile American would never imagine that that is who's doing it. Right. That's right. Then, uh, but yeah, but Rome. I mean, I'm sorry. Nero burned Rome and blamed it on the Christians. This sure. is the, the oldest trick in the book, David. Yes. <laughs> it's the oldest trick in the book. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, we're just about out of time. Thanks for being my guest today. 
And uh, hope, hopefully this message goes viral. We need to wake people up. Thanks a lot, David. Well, thank you, Eli. Okay. Right. It's always a pleasure, right. my friend. Likewise. Take care. All right, folks. Okay. Thanks for listening. We're out of time. And we'll be back again tomorrow for other shows. Thank you. All right, Dave. Take care. Take care, buddy. Yep. Free people will never remain free. If they are not willing, if need be. 